the words have gotten all distorted But what they meant to say was not reported Before the torches come to town, we gonna burn this floor down Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fortitude. Today's show is brought to you in part by the COVID-19 virus and its tight grip around my regular partner, Britton Payne's throat. The Payne train is enjoying some dehumanizing and some appropriate isolations. Uh, it's part of the aspect of the, uh, the isolation in the COVID vaccine. He's doing quite well, I must tell you, but he did suffer a bit during the course of this, he, even though he re- received the J&J vaccine some time ago. But as they say, one man's misfortune is another man's early Christmas present. So sitting in my partner's place is the vocalist stylings of one of the finest broadcasters we could bribe up here. Please welcome to the show a man born for the airwaves, yet destined for podcast stardom, a man who needs little introduction, the voice of a generation, the voice of the frogs, the voice of WBAP, and a guy I like to call Brian Estridge. And if you have bourbon in your break room, I'll do anything for you, <laughs> which is obviously why I'm here. Brian, if I had a knew how to work the applause button on this board, I'd welcome you more appropriately, That's but okay. I'm not quite that skilled yet. That's so, okay. well, Hey, is Britain's color any better than it was? Uh, probably not. He's he gotten so paler. Pale. He He's was, gotten paler? He was inside can for Can you do a, that? I think, I think you can, in fact. Oh, wow. Okay. But um, uh, how are the nerves treating you so far? So, this, so far, this I'm- This is a yeah. big day, I know. Well, because of who's across the table right, from you. Right, right. That's why. I noticed you were consuming some Maalox for the show. Exactly. Is that everything's okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you guys for- uh, Thank you for being here, Brian. It's truly an honor to do this with you, yeah. somebody I admire in this world very much so. So, um, in studio today, we have somebody from the great world of LPGA, yes. Angela Stanford, a friend of both of ours, mm-hmm. somebody we both follow for a long time. Welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you. I, well, I feel honored to sit across from him. I yeah, mean, right. you know, you told me that you asked me to do this and I heard you were showing up and I'm like, I'll be there. There you go. I love that. <laughs> Two stars in the house. She's, she is my favorite. <laughs> she's, and I tell her this all the time. She's my favorite golfer in the world. Right. Male, female, it doesn't matter. She's my favorite. Well, there's a lot of us probably that feel that way. Yes. So well, anyway, um, you're here with us today. We're going to talk about you and your life and your career. So you ready to hit this? I'm ready. I got a little a spread show, a, a slideshow, excuse me, to honor you. Um, that's a little close up, isn't it? Well, look how happy you are in that yeah, picture. That's, that's close. That's why I love it because you look genuinely happy in this picture. So yeah. anyway, Angela, you're from uh, Boswell, Texas, right around the corner. It's not, it's not Kershaw. Saginaw, Saginaw, man. She's Saginaw. from Saginaw. Saginaw. Did I say Boswell? Yes. I meant Saginaw. I, he's a little See, nervous. He, he, you can he, tell. This is why nervous. editing is such a powerful part of this show. <laughs> so anyway, you... So Saginaw, let's right. check that off. <laughs> in high school, you were, uh, let's see, you won the Fort Worth Girls Championship four times, 93 to 96. In 96, you won the Texas State 4A High School Championship and the 96 Ping Texas State Junior Championship. That's incredible in itself. That was just a, just a starter piece. Yeah. So remember these days? Yes, I do. Um you know, I I have loved hitting the golf ball from I you know people say if you don't remember doing it for the first first time then you're probably meant to do it and I don't remember the first time I hit a ball but I can't remember not hitting a golf ball. You've you've told the story about the recruiting process for you and how you ended up at TCU. That was that was a fairly late in the process deal, wasn't it for you? Yeah, I wasn't highly recruited. Right. I think I begged Coach Angie to yeah. take me. <laughs> where, do you know where you were going to go if it wasn't going to be TCU? Uh. No, um, you know, there were really only three schools that recruited me, Baylor being four. So it's TCU, SMU, A&M, and Baylor. Mm-hmm. 
those are the only four. And and honestly, and I never told Coach Angie this, but I, I wasn't going to leave Texas. I didn't want to leave Texas. I wasn't good enough to leave Texas. Um, but it turned out to be the greatest blessing. Like, and I, I think I probably wouldn't have played golf. I mean, we weren't in a, in a position to pay for college, so um, probably would have gone to a junior college for a little bit. But it it it's been a complete blessing. I again, TCU felt like one of those places. I mean, I had like an eleven. When I turned 11, my birthday party was a TCU party. So, I mean, I think everybody knew that's where I wanted to go, but I had to play coy with Coach Angie. Yeah, we're glad she reached out to you. (laughs) So you got to school. I had already been there for a year when you arrived, but during the course of your collegiate time, you won nine um, college tournaments at TCU. You were four-time All-American, four-time All-WAC. Holy cow. You won the 2000 WAC Championship. You recall these days, so much has happened even since that, but that in itself is an amazing story. Somebody was giving me a hard time about, well, you're like the most winning golfer in WAC history. Right. We were only there four years. I'm like, (laughs) that's how you protect your, you know, your career and your uh, records. You just leave, you just go to a different conference. (laughs) Right. But you you said earlier, you said, you know, I, I probably wasn't good enough. But yet you look at that college career. So, so what changed? What happened? A lot of that was Coach Angie. You know, I didn't know. First off, I never played an AJGA tournament. Um, everything I played was local. I went out of state a few times, but I didn't really know how to be a, a player. Like, I knew how to be a golfer, uh, but Coach turned me into a player, and she taught me how to travel. She taught me how to look at my stats. She taught me how to practice. I mean, she, I had, you know, I had Amy Fox as my instructor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Poor lady, her hands were full just trying to get me to hit the golf ball. So then you throw Coach Angie to the mix, into the mix, and you know I Coach Angie, you know she really turned me into the player that that I ended up being in college and then after. Outstanding. Um, so you get to school, you do all these incredible things. You remember the two thousand U.S. Curtis Cup team? Yeah, that was cool. How, what was that like for you? You know, that was again one of my few times even out of the country. Uh, we went over to play the Curtis Cup in England, and then I stayed for the British Am. And um, I, that was a different experience. You know, at the time, that Curtis Cup, we had four college players and then four older ladies that played in mid ams and stuff like that. And one of the ladies on that team was Carol Simple Thompson, and <laughs> she was she was amazing. Um, so just that whole experience, you know, getting to put on red, white, and blue for the first time, and playing with uh, it was Hillary. Holmeyer at the time, or Lunky. No, Lunky was her married name. She ended up winning the Open in 03. Um, Stephanie, now Kiever, was Loudon, and Beth Bauer. I mean, at the time, I, mean, they, I couldn't believe I was on the team. So I loved it. <laughs> so, so was there a part of you during all this run during college? You're traveling, you're going places you've never been, where you would wake up on the road and go, wait a minute now, I'm, I'm from Saginaw. I'm, I've never... <laughs> done this i mean did you almost have to pinch yourself at times that this was happening yeah and i think you know when i sat down with coach originally she's like well you know we get to play it started here in fort worth she's like we play colonial on this day we play ridgely we play river quest shade i mean she just goes down the line at miravis and i'm like these are places i've driven by mm-hmm. like i've never been in the gate so that it's uh, in itself i mean the first time i went down the stairs at colonial and we were going to practice. I'm just standing looking around and coach is like, are you going to get started today? And I'm like, I don't know if I can. She's like, my nickname was Garfield. She's like, Garfield, look around. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> I know when I talk about coach, it's hard to yeah, say, I know, my, say she, my own name. Yeah, because she calls you that still. Yeah, she's calling me Gar- yeah, yeah, still to this day. <laughs> and she's like, look around, take it all in. 
and then get to work. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you said something early on in JW. I want to follow up on this because you, you said something early on that you and I have never, and JW may have known this, but we've never expanded on it. You said, I probably could not have afforded to go to college. Yeah. I probably would have gone to a junior college. Angela, when you when you get the opportunity to go to TCU and you're exposed to all this stuff, you said I, I'd never played in an AJGA tournament. Yeah. Was that because of money? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, my you know my dad's always worked multiple jobs, and yeah. um, but I've loved that. Now looking back, I'm like it, it made me who I am. Like I I never took anything for granted. You know I I tell these girls that skip school, I'm like yeah, but they're paying for everything. You know like they're giving you all of this place to grow and learn, and and I needed that, but I just think you know we did not have the money at the time. We were very very. I say middle class, but, you know, we were lower middle class mm -hmm. and, but I, I didn't know that, you know, I, I was just happy to get to go play golf somewhere. I'd, I, I'm very blessed to have the parents that I had because they were hard workers and I didn't know that we didn't have that much money. So they've experienced this with you then. Oh yeah. I mean, you think oh, yeah. about it going around the world, experiencing travel, you know, all over yeah. the world. This, this has been their journey too. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, and it was funny cause my dad always said, I, and one of his buddies was like, oh, you know, your kid got a free ride and he stopped him. He's like, I've been paying for that since she was 10. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think people miss that. You're right. I mean, the family is right there with you. Um, you know, my parents have been great. Like I said, I'd, I've been very blessed that I didn't have a, a father that just kind of was down my throat and forcing me. I mean, my parents are very good at, hey, these are your choices in life and, and do what you want to do. When you were 10, you mentioned that 10, is that when golf started for you and yeah. what, and what made golf become part of your life? So we were actually, I played everything, uh, but we were coming home from a tennis tournament and my dad had played golf all the time. And then when my brother and I were born, I have a younger brother, my mom said no more. And about the time we were coming home from a tennis tournament, he's like, Oh, what do you think about golf? I'm like, I don't know, I'm a 10 year old kid. Like I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I think it was his way to get back on the course because if I went, my mom genius could yeah, yeah. couldn't mm -hmm. say no. And at the time, I mean, remember this is I hate to say it, but you know it's late eighties, early nineties. There's just women's scholarships being left on the table. I mean, there aren't as many girls playing as as there are now. So I think he was kind of hoping that you know scholarship would be at the end of this, but it was more so just so he could get back out on the course and do something with me. Beautiful. So you make it to the professional uh, level, LPGA. Your first, uh, your first tournament victory, uh, well, f excuse me, you finished fourth in the LPGA qualifying tournament, earning you exemption status for the tour in 2001. Uh, your first victory uh, came in your third season, the 2003 ShopRite LPGA Classic. When that's happening, what's that feel like and how do you celebrate that? Because that's obviously when you win your first tournament, you, you've arrived, you've already arrived, but that's when you know you've yeah. really done something significant. That was an interesting week because I had missed the cut the week before. And I think we were in Rochester, New York, and it was back when you could get a flight home Sunday night, you know, at any time. So I flew home early or I flew home Friday because I'd missed the cut. I'm all been out of shape, you know, any golfer that misses a cut and they're coming home, they're in a bad mood for the whole weekend. And then I fly back to ShopRite. Well, the, be the beauty and blessing and all that is I had to, I had the round trip back to DFW before I went to the Open. So I get to win and then I get to come home because I wasn't supposed to come home there. Mm. So family and friends meet me at the airport. It was really cool. Um, and then I flew to the open and felt like it was just kind of a walking zombie because I was just emotionally spent. And then I end up 
getting into that playoff yeah. next week. Which I, I can remember that to this day. And you, you talk about emotionally spent. <laughs> I mean, watching it, we were emotional watching it. How did your, I want to go back to what, how did your folks handle that? Uh, you know, everything was so new. You know, I think they hadn't experienced it either. And and again, I was fortunate that my family was at the open that week because um, they had never been to Portland. We just thought we'd make a family trip of it. And I was actually, the only reason I was still in town and didn't have to change my flight is because I was going to play in a pro-am the Monday after the open, mm -hmm. just trying to make some extra money. And then, I, you know, I have to call the person doing the pro-am. I'm like, I got I, I got to play in this playoff tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. An 18-hole playoff. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, yeah. Hillary Lunky. Yeah. yeah. And Kelly Robbins. There were three. Kelly Robbins. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we'll talk about the money aspect here in a second, which is there's an incredible side piece to that. But uh, you mentioned before the show off air, the Solheim Cup. You've been involved with that for, for a long time. Yeah. Can you run us through that experience and how exhausting it must be? It's, it is by far the best week on our tour. Um, you know, I always say you every week you go in, you're playing these women and they're the best in the world. And then for one week, every two years, you get to be teammates. And I love it. I, I love that I finally get to cheer for people that I've been, you know, they've been beating me all year. So, um, and you put on the red, white, and blue, and there's just, there's nothing like it. And, and you know, at that point too, that you're one of the best in the world, don't you? Do you know that? Do you know that, Angela? Uh, no, no. I, I think, again, that's been a blessing from not coming from much as I'd, I never knew. Like I, I've, I've said ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. I had no idea when I went to Q school my first time. What to do? I had no idea I was playing against pros. I didn't know who these people were. I mean, I saw girls that I played against in college, but right. I'm like, who else are these people? I mean, I just, I didn't know. So ignorance has always been bliss for me. And, um, you know, I think when you get to Solheim, you realize that you look around and you're like, well, there are only 24 total women here. Like, we are, you are the best when you're sitting in that room. So, yeah, it's, it's, nice. did you, do you guys bond being in that, in that unique, place yeah i think for that one week everybody's really good about i mean you're wearing the same uniforms i mean you better be together i mean it's um it's a very cool week does this picture sorry brian does this picture ring a bell yeah. what, what's happening in this picture we were curious so, so that I, I i'm not gonna i would butcher their last name so i'm not gonna do that but those are the two gentlemen responsible for the evian championship um they're the two guys that made it a major basically and invested the, the money into the LPGA that we, you know, that it needed to be a major. So there's always this picture of Jacques and Franck and they're kick, you know, <laughs> kissing the champion. Right. And uh, you see it in the hotel that we stay in. I always remember thinking, I wonder if I'm ever going to be in that picture. So yeah, that's why I'm kind of laughing because <laughs> like, I've seen pictures like that. Right, right. Well, <laughs> done, well I'm, done. I'm in the picture. Hey, back to the Solheim, or Solheim come real quick. 2003 was your first one. Mm -hmm. That's a lot different than today for you, I'm assuming. How do how do the other players in the room look at you now as opposed to how you looked at the veterans who were on that team? It's hard to tell. I mean, it's still kind of hard to tell because I'm still kind of in the middle of it with yeah. them. Like I'm like this next week I'm going and I'll be in the same tournament with all of them. So um I, I think, you know, one of the cool things about the longevity of my career is that first Solheim I was playing with. Meg Mallon and Beth Daniel and Best Rosie Jones. Yes. Yeah. Like these legends that they ended up becoming my captains, but you know, and then some of my other soul, my last Solheim cup, I had Morgan and Paula and Lexi. So I've, you know, I've gotten to see these two great generations and play with them. And um, that's, that's been one of the blessings to the longevity. Well, you mentioned the Evian cup. Um, obviously we're talking about the picture, but 
that's that's a big moment for you, no doubt. Can can we can we delve into that a little bit? Yeah, you know, and, and we were talking about 2003, that open. Um, you know, when I lost that playoff, I thought, well, I, th- I think I was 25 at the time. And you think, I'll do this again. No problem. I mean, if I got here this quick, surely it's going to happen again. We forget that it's golf and, and a lot can happen in the game. And so, you know, 15 years later, I finally held a major trophy and um, definitely had my doubts along the way, but you know, I just, I just kept kind of chasing. There was just some deep down. I knew that I was a major champion. I didn't, I just knew it. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I just thought I, I can't quit until I, until I do this because it just feels like I'm a major champion. What do you do that night or the day after when you, when you're holding that trophy? How does, what do you, how do you celebrate it? Well, you know, by the time I finally got back to the hotel, I mean, it was pretty late and honestly, I started replying to text messages and emails. I think I had over 200 text messages. I mean, it was so cool. And I realized, you know, you're replying and people are awake. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop. I went to bed. The next morning I had a flight early and then I started replying because everybody's asleep because I'm in France. <laughs> so I learned, I learned that, you know. Do you, you remember one from a random number that said, hi, Angela, you don't remember me from school, but congrats. <laughs> that, that was, I, I, that I was me. I do remember you. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> very, very good. Very good. When you, uh, <laughs> that, that probably did happen, unfortunately. It actually did. I think I know this happen. guy. Yeah. I want to say hi to her. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about um, that dry period from from you know playing in that playoff in 2003 to this championship was there ever a point where you thought you know what i'm going to call dan marino and see how he handled <laughs> yeah. it because you know remember yeah. marino early in his career had to, had to, you know yeah. shows up in the super bowl and never gets back yeah i mean it, it it happens in sport so was there so was there a time when you thought yeah i'm not going to get back there i think there were there were definitely times and i think you know this is where my faith being a Christian really helped because it, I had to get to a point where, okay, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, are you okay if you're never a major champion? And I was starting to kind of have, have these conversations in my mind. And, um, you know, I think being a Christian, there's, you know, there's something larger than yeah. this. So if you're that been out of shape about never having a major championship. So it really, it really made me think about my faith and, and I really leaned on it because there, you know, there's just bigger things in the world that matter. And, and so I think that's how I was becoming okay with it, that there's a plan, you know, I know God's in control of this. And if I truly trust him, then this was what my path is supposed to be. And I, I mean, and then, you know, then he surprises you. So it's really refreshing <laughs> to hear somebody say that who's had success you have well done. Yeah. So um, you have earned over $12 million in your career. <laughs> so obviously that's a big deal. Um that's that's a, that's the trophies and all that um, change your life, but the money. You seem extremely humble. You always have been from the moment I knew you back in the day. But what's it feel like to 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 be be put in that category of of athletes? Is that you're you're obviously an upper tiered athlete with the trophies and the money. Does that make you feel special? Yeah, I mean it's it is more about the trophies, and I think you know I think the LPJ has come a long way. I mean our purses are getting better. Um, I think it's easier to chase trophies on our tour because we don't make as much money. Um, I don't even look like I don't even compare, you know, where I should be on the PGA tour money. Like I just don't even look because it would, it would make me crazy. Um, but we've come a long way. Um, but I, I still think, you know, I, I don't know. If you, if you 
don't come from money, you don't really, money's not really that. I mean, it's important because you need it to live or whatever, but it wasn't the reason why I started playing. It wasn't the reason I went on tour. It wasn't, you know, it's not the reason I'm going to get up and go to Arkansas. So, you know, it does change the older you get because it becomes a job, you know, like, but I still love to to compete and hit the ball and the money's kind of the nice part that comes with it, I guess. Sure. How, do you, how do y'all get paid? Like, do you get, do you get like one of those big checks <laughs> and you have to go to the bank? I mean, or is it literally, or cause you're contract employees or contractors, yeah. do you get direct deposit or, do you, or does it go to someone else? Or like, do you ever see it? Uh, it is a direct deposit. Okay. You have the option to get a paper check in the mail if that's what you want. And it was, I think it was in 2008. Um, it was my second victory. I asked to take the big check home. I did. Did you? I said, can I have that big check? Because yeah. at the time I'm like, I don't know if I'll ever do this again. And I just had that happy Gilmore moment where yeah. I'm like, give me that check. I want it and I'm going to take it home. Yeah. So I think I still have it at home. But yeah, it's direct deposit. And then I have to pay my caddy. I have to pay my expenses. Um, that's, uh, I have to pay my taxes. <laughs> Your travel. <laughs> Tra- all that. Everything. So when, when you get, when you win a tournament on a Sunday and say you finish at six o'clock at night or whatever, you'll finish on a Saturday, right? But uh, when you... When is that direct deposit made? Is it that night? No, we usually see it Thursday or Friday the next week. Okay, so it takes yeah. a few days for processing. Yeah. yeah. Are you checking your Are you checking your balance like every day to see if it hits? Sometimes. Like yeah. <laughs> it depends. And actually, I this is a funny story. So this is when I first started on tour, I signed my deal with Ping. Um, and Ping, I tell you, they, they've been wonderful to me. They've been like family. I, they're just, they're an amazing company. Um so I, I told my agent, you know, I signed this deal. Well, they, they pay you on the quarter. So I get my quarterly payment from my sponsors. So I call my agent. I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I don't have any money. <laughs> Is there any way I can get this like in advance? He's like, I don't know if anybody's ever asked that, but I'll call. So and Ping did it. I mean, they, wow. they've never, I don't think they've done it for anybody else, but I'm like, I literally, you know, I didn't, I think when I went, so when I won the Symmetra event, I had some people give me some money to get me going. I think I had $50 in the bank when I left and I was ready. I was prepared to come home and ask for more from somebody else. So I, what year was that Angela? That was 2000. Yeah. Incredible. Um, you, we were going to, that was my next question was your sponsorships. Obviously Ping's been with you for a while. Anybody else? And and how does the sponsorship work for a professional athlete? If you mind us asking that. Yeah, no. Um, so Ping's been with me the whole time. Um, when I started, it was 11 clubs, one being the putter, one being the driver, carry the bag, wear the hat. Now it's all 14 clubs, which is totally fine. Um, I would have done that anyways. Um, Thornton still is on the side of my hat. Um, he's great. Donnie's great. He, um, supports my foundation. Um, this bank, you know, and, and most of mine have been personal, you know, people that I meet and, you know, they just, they, I just love the relationship and they want to be a part of what I'm doing and, and I love it. And Barbasol, I think is over here. Um, they signed a number of girls just to, you know, which I think is cool too. You're kind of a team of Barbasol players. So that's cool. But then there's some things you do just because you do them, right? Like TCU will be around. Yeah. around you always yeah oh you yeah. know and yeah and that's just part of you yeah because i don't i'm one of those that i'm not going to do something unless it means something right like i'm not just gonna i've been like this with my foundation yeah. like i'm just not going to accept people's money just to accept the money like 
there's a relationship behind those dollars. And if I can't have that relationship, I just, I don't want it. Like, like the shady oaks on your sleeve. Yeah. It means oh, yeah. a little something, doesn't it? Forgot about that. No. <laughs> but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I, again, I've been very fortunate to grow up in Fort Worth and so many people have been so nice to me and, and shady kind of opened their doors and said, Hey, we want, we want you to play here. And from day one, um, I, I don't think I could be the player, the professional that I am without Shady Oaks. So they, you know, the membership's been great to me and, and the golf course, you know, is so hard that you come home, you get beat up and then you hit the road again. <laughs> well, if you get home tonight and you find accidentally a fortitude sticker on your back, pay no attention. That's just our way to, you know, be, jump on the sponsorship <laughs> that, is train. Is that what happens when you pat your back? That's right. Way exactly. That's okay. it. Pay no you attention to that Thanks at all. Being here, yes. So... <laughs> You are currently ranked uh, number 69 in the Rolex rankings. Uh, I know you don't watch this stuff. That's way too low. The CMA rankings number 57. Regardless of whether you believe these things or not, that still puts you in a category um, of very elite people. Seven career victories, um, 100, over 100 top tens now. So you're on your way and you're still going strong. That what? stat's probably my favorite stat. The top 10 stat. The top 10. Stat. Yeah. That's because, a good one. Consistency. Yeah. That's, yeah. When we talk about your your level of play, and if I could compare you to somebody, you're, you're your own unique animal, which is great. But, uh, you know, a top-ranked player, Nelly, Nelly Corda, how do you compare your game to a Nelly Corda and what makes her different in that capacity? Well, you know, I, th- I think the thing that I'm learning and the reason I'm slipping down some of those lists right now I, I'm getting a little bit older. I'm not as strong as we I hadn't noticed, but <laughs> not as strong as I used to be. These young kids are hitting it far. Mm. Like, I mean, they're carrying it 270 off the tee. Like Nelly, she, I mean, she's aiming. Like when I play practice rounds with these girls, their targets off the tee are just way different than mine. And so they'll hit it. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't even look over there. Mm. So the thing that I I work with a guy out of South Dakota. His name is Todd Kolb, and I've been working with him since August of 2019 or 2017. Sorry. Um, I told him recently, I said, look, I got to hit it straighter because I'm not going to hit it as far as as far as these girls. I got to hit it straighter. So that's been our our mission uh, to get rid of the curve in my ball and have a better short game and hit it straighter. He's your official coach, Angela, Todd. Okay. You, you know, you sounded just like the players you used to play against a minute yeah. ago when you said, these go, these young girls are hitting it a, f- a long way. Yeah. You know, they said the same thing yeah. about you. I hope so. When you came out, I mean. But, I, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, I told Nellie right before Solheim, I said, you know, I don't, I think you have to understand, I'm rooting for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not necessarily competing against you anymore because I'm kind of in a different era of what I'm doing. Like, you're right in the middle of it. You're number one in the world. I'm pulling for you. I want my tour to be better. I want you to be good. And then I want to try to go out and beat you. Like that's, that's what I'm in now. I, I know that it's going to take, it's, it's kind of like that Toby Keith song. Like I'm still pretty good, but I only <laughs> like my best. I got it one time. Not like these girls. They show up every week. They got it every week. How, how much longer will you go? I'm probably, um, so my exemption runs through 2022. I'm sorry, 2024. Um, Y'all find that hard. It's always 2020. Like, I know. It's it's hard. Yeah. So I still write 19 on my checks. Yeah. I know. I'm with <laughs> I, I, I write checks, JW. <laughs> yeah, you don't even know yeah. what that is. Well, what's a check again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think a couple more years. I mean, my exemption and then I have a career money exemption if I want that one year. So I, I think I can, it, and it's harder now, you know, it, life, there's just more to life. Oh, yeah. And, but then what though? 
know. I I don't know. I I think, you know, somebody once told me if you have a plan B, you're going to fall back on it. Mm-hmm. So I've always just had plan A. And then I know I'll probably take some time off and figure it out. Interesting take. So don't have a backup plan, Brian. Yeah. That's what she's been my, that's been that's my for all the kids downfall. out there. Right. Exactly. Don't have a backup. Yeah. So you, you you survived COVID nineteen, the pandemic. Uh, how did how did you spend? Generally speaking, how did you spend your time not being able to play, practicing? Yeah, you know, it was really weird. I mean, for somebody that's never at home for an extended period of time, like I had to learn how to go to the grocery store and buy like weeks at a time. Like I'm not even used to going to the grocery store because when I'm home, I'm home for a couple nights and. You know, you go out to eat with friends and so I had to learn how to cook for myself for like extended period of, of time. Um, I did some yard work, which I realized that, that wasn't any fun. Um, it was it was different, but at the same time, it, you know, I, I love being at home. But then it also made me realize oh, I want to keep going. So are you glad you're back traveling again? Yeah. But yeah. but then I then I follow you on Twitter and I don't know that you're glad you're traveling. <laughs> because, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. If it goes, I'm learning if it goes, if you're having a tough travel day, you're kind of like, yeah, I could really just be at home. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> it, I, it bothers me more now than it did. I mean, when you're 25, you don't, you know, things don't bother you like they do when you're in your 40s. And people may not realize that you're not hopping on a private plane everywhere. No, 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 no. That, that is the biggest misconception when it comes to the tours. We don't fly private. I yeah. mean, it is rare. It, a couple girls may get together and split it, but it's like from this state to the neighboring state. I mean, <laughs> we're not going across the country on a private jet. <laughs> and are you staying in hotels? Or are you staying? Lots of hotels, Lots some of hotel. some housing, uh, private housing, like Arkansas next week. It's a family I've stayed with every year and it's great. They gave me the pool house and they're like, oh yeah, we'll see you. I'm like, it's, they're great. That's awesome. Yeah. That is great. Greatest moment of your sports career. I'm probably the Evian, I'm guessing, but or was, was it this? <laughs> this is, that's a little bit of a joke, obviously. Yeah, what how, they, Before you tell me your greatest moment, what, how did this feel? Because that's obviously a, a pretty nice usual. Face, by the way. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, you know, I grew up playing softball. I played shortstop and I I played basketball, volleyball, everything. This was great. I I finagled my way into this. I I forgot who I was talking to. I'm like, hey, can you just, I just want to throw out the first pitch. Can somebody get me this gig, please? And so I think I asked for it. They didn't ask me, which is okay. And you went with the two-seam fastball. Why that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My dad was catching, so. Okay. Yeah. I think he did. I think he caught it. You hit him, I hope, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was high and inside to a, oh, good. a lefty. But Yeah, good. Yeah. But greatest moment of your sports is Evian. The, is that the safe bet or is there a better one for you? Yeah, I mean, I think Evian, but, um, you know, recent, recently being inducted into the Texas Golf Hall of Fame. I mean, that that was pretty big. I mean, that's, I didn't even know that that was even on the radar. Um, so that that to me, again, I'm, I'm about... I talk about relationships or longevity. Like I'm about that. I've, I've always been about, I want something longer. I don't, I'm not in it for just the, you know, snapshot. I want, so the hall of fame deal was, that means you've done something good for a long time. Who have you met? You, you've met a lot of folks in your life. I mean, you've been around some of the greats in all sports. Cause I know how you love all sports and you yeah. go to other events. Is there someone who you've met lately that still kind of, I'm going to say it this way, takes your breath away that's still kind of, wow. Um, I'm still waiting to meet Tom Brady. So if okay. anybody <laughs> there out there has yeah. Tom Brady, you know. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not starstruck much. Like I, I, I don't, 
because I know there's still people yeah. like there, they still have, there's something going on in their life that they're struggling with. Or, um, I think on the golf side, I haven't met a lot of the guys, but you know, Julie Inkster was always one that, I mean, she's the most competitive person I know. And I just, I love talking to her. Um, I love practice rounds with her. It's all business. She's always trying to beat you. Um, she's just kind of one of those that, uh, it's just kind of a once in a lifetime kind of person. Surely. So you, I, you're probably one of the better people, one of our guests to ask this question because some of the things you said, it's not all about winning and money, but we like to ask all of our guests, um, besides familiar, familial affairs, you know, family, what's the best day of your whole life? Oh, wow. Uh, can I say the Rose Bowl victory? You can say anything you want to say. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, outside cool. of family, mm-hmm. just so I don't get in trouble, mm-hmm. like outside of family, the, being at that Rose Bowl, I mean, it, I mean, y'all were there. Oh yeah. I mean, you're standing there. Wait, thinking, were, you, were you, did you make it? Yeah, I made it. Okay. <laughs> you I was there, there. I was there yeah. for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I, we flew cross country cause I went to the, uh, the peach, was it the peach bowl by the Chick-fil-A bowl? Yeah. Florida state and, uh, South Carolina. Cause I have some South Carolina friends. Mm-hmm. Got on a flight at 7 a.m. and flew to L.A. And I was literally walking in the stadium as we were kicking off. And it was by far the best sporting event I've ever been. I mean, it was it was awesome. What that's a great answer. It's a pretty good day, too, isn't oh it? You gosh. think about that day. It's <laughs> yeah. a pretty good day. Will you ever do TV? Like it, it, we talked about when you walk away. Because I could see you doing that. Would you Would you ever want to do TV? I think so. I They invited me uh, to be in the booth at one point in the Golf Channel, right. and, and I kind of liked it. Um, you know, I know how hard it is out there when you're playing, and it was kind of nice to give a little color to, you know, what they're doing and what they're thinking. And um, I thought I maybe would be one of those Johnny Miller types, but I'm not. Like, when I was talking to him, I'm like, do you all know how hard this shot is? Like, do you know, like, how hard what right. she's doing? So maybe because I feel like I could, you know portray how difficult it is and what we do and we'll see was that appearance harder than what you're doing right now i i'm a little nervous i, I forget there's a camera over here <laughs> <Right. so> I, <laughs> every time brian looks at me i get a little uh yeah a little beklimped maybe there's a totally different reason well for that. we've enjo- we've truly enjoyed watching you and your career we've known each other brian's known you quite a bit of time as well uh we've followed you we've we're very glad to call you a friend and big fan before we go please we don't want to hear about the foundation, Angela Stanford Foundation, because you do some amazing things for some amazing people. Could you yes. tell us? I was hoping I could just listen to Brian all day. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I literally when I'm listening to football games, about, I hear him talking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like it is first off before we leave. It is true. Like you were meant to be on the mic and it's awesome. Yeah. But I have a face for radio. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love I mean, this has been so much fun today. And thank you for being here. Um my foundation's been pretty cool. I mean, we started in 2009. Actually, our event's coming up September 26th and 27th. And we raise money to give kids scholarships who have cancer or family members with cancer. So it's uh, we've been given scholarships since 2012. We've given over 250000 So Wow. How can people uh, find out more and find you? AngelaStanfordFoundation.org. Um, we've sold out this year, which is, is great. But um, we have something called the Birdie Bonanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, different ways to give. So if you want to be involved, that's yeah. Angela Stanford foundation.org. Angela, you're, you're a pleasure to be around and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks for being one of the the good guys. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And with that, I will send us out. (laughs) 